my manifestation was to be the number one agent in the country. I had a two year run where that was everything I thought, everything I worked towards, everything I ate, everything I drank, everything I did was to become the number one real estate agent in the continental US in, in terms of sides. Hello, welcome to episode 157 of the Smart Agents Podcast. As always, my name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are joined by Kyle Seba, broker owner of Century 21 Limitless, based in Providence, Rhode Island. When Kyle broke into the real estate industry, he had one goal, to be the number one ranked agent in the country. In 2019, he did just that and was named Real Trends number one realtor nationwide. Over the course of his career, Kyle maintained a fierce drive to be number one and has built a powerhouse brokerage. Throughout our conversation, Kyle shares how he grew his business to achieve that number one ranking, how utilizing video and digital marketing has helped him connect with potential clients, and how he has built his brokerage into the size it is today. But before we get on to today's featured interview, we have an exciting announcement to make. The all-new Smart Agents Magazine has launched and is full of insights and strategies designed to help real estate agents grow their businesses. Inside, you will find interviews and advice from leading real estate professionals, marketing tips to flood your business with leads, and even swipe and deploy files full of practical tools to enhance your business. Subscribe now to receive your copy of the printed magazine each month and instantly get access to our online agent community and members-only templates. Click the link in the episode description or go to smartagents.com forward slash magazine. And as always, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. And finally, if you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or tips to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to today's featured interview with Kyle Seaboff. If you're interested in seeing more from Kyle, I've included links to his Instagram and YouTube pages in the episode description. If you could, just uh, as we get started out, if you could just introduce yourself to us a little bit, who you are and where you're at in the country. Yes, so uh, my name is Kyle Seaboff, and I am located here in East Providence, Rhode Island, and just an entrepreneur, do a ton of stuff, real estate related, real estate focused. Um, love the game, love the grind, love the hustle. Yeah. What was it that got you interested in real estate and entrepreneurship when, you know, as you're getting started out? So I think at the end of the day, I, I really got started from uh, working a nine to five. And with that nine to five, it, um, you know, forced me to understand and value that entrepreneurship was much more interesting to me because I realized that this just wasn't for me. So I went in every day and it just wasn't giving me kind of what I was looking for, right? So I, I lived in a mundane type situation for about 10 years. I uh, started to get into real estate part-time and sold a couple houses my first year, sold seven houses. And then fast forward 10 years, ended up selling over 500 plus houses the last two or three years. So really just took it and took the bull by the horns and just ran with it and just kept rocking and rolling. What was it as you were starting to gain steam and then really, you know, catapulting your career? What was it that you were doing and kind of changing in your business to start gaining that traction? I think what it was, was um, I started to become a student of the game of real estate. And what I mean by that is I really started to focus on what other successful agents were doing and then started to pour gasoline on. I said, if they can do that, let me do this and let me just really focus on building this business as big and as powerful as I possibly can. And I think that's what happened. 
So it was that start of understanding, you know, how do people generate leads? What do they do with leads when they generate them? Uh, where do they go, you know, throughout their career as far as how do you get seller leads? How do you get buyer leads? What does that look like? So I think all those things were uh, were helpful and it really allowed me to understand and, and study some of the best in the game and then take my level to another level. Yeah. Who were some of those people that you were kind of looking to as those guides that, you know, you really wanted to pick, uh, you know, some of those tips from? So back then it was a while ago. Um, it was some of the local agents in our area uh, that performed at a level that at that time was kind of unprecedented in the sense that they really, we really didn't have anyone mirroring those, those numbers. So, you know, the numbers I do now are, are much higher um, because I feel like I have a, a, a huge work ethic and also a good network. And I'm very grateful and have a ton of gratitude towards that. But I think what I was doing at the time was watching some of these localized agents and seeing what they're doing to generate their business. So, you know, there was probably two or three or a handful of folks that I was just kind of paying attention to. And then that just grew into me um, figuring out how to do it on my end. Right. When it came to the, you know, the lead generation, what were some of the things that you started doing um, that maybe you weren't doing before, you know, uh, checking out all these other people and seeing what they were doing? So it became a situation where I understood the value of investing in your business and the difference between a fixed expense, a variable expense and an investment. So I decided to really focus on investments versus focusing on expenses. Expenses are things that help you operate the business. Investments are things that return on your investment. So what I started to do was focus more of my, my energy and my, my resources on actual investments versus focusing on building, a, a, a building up this expense, this massive expense category that I couldn't get out of. Right. How much of a change mindset wise was that for you, you know, coming from maybe the nine to five, you know, world where you were, you know, collecting a paycheck every couple of weeks, you didn't have, you know, you weren't putting the investment into your business to grow. How, how big of a flip was that for you? I mean, that was a, a 180. It was a complete mindset, mind F, you know, if you, if you want to look at it that way. And, and what it was, was you were saying, okay, I, I'm going to go from being an employee to a business owner. And, and when you look at the four different levels of, of folks in the world, your, your, your quadrant that you were in is totally different, right? So I think at the end of the day, it's, it's truly focusing on um, how can you, how can I as, as a person go from being that worker bee to going to be someone that's going to start a business and, and start an investment and, and go from there? So it was a totally different game, totally different process. Right. Once you started, you know, seeing the success and seeing the gains that you were growing, what was that, you know, trajectory like? So it went from on the, on the sales side from seven transactions to 14 to 22 to 44 to 88 to 100 to 191 to 400. So it just pretty much went up and to the right and continued to go at a level that was, you know, really, really high, but a really super fast pace. And I think that that fast pace allowed us, you know, allowed me to see the, the fruits of my labor. And I think it was the fruits of my labor that really put me in a good spot and, you know, gave me that positivity that I needed and changed my mindset and put me in a whole different position. Right. Tell me about, you know, the, um, 
you know, getting those top agent awards and, you know, really kind of getting to the top level of your game uh, as this, you know, you were hitting your peak here? My manifestation was to be the number one agent in the country. I had a two year run where that was everything I thought, everything I worked towards, everything I ate, everything I drank, everything I did was to become the number one real estate agent in the continental US in, in terms of sides, transaction sides. And I did everything physically and mentally and emotionally possible to get there. And in 2019, I achieved it. So um, what did it mean to me? It meant truly that anything's possible. It meant that at the end of the day, uh, someone from the smallest state in the U.S. was able to accomplish one of the biggest goals in the game. And it really kind of put me on the map and, and said, hey, this guy's some, you know, real. Um, let's pay attention. And I think now I'm catching my wind and really catching my stride and, you know, in a good spot, mentally, physically healthy, um, you know, really, really in a, in a good position. So excited. Right. Tell me about, so, um, you know, you now are, you know, the broker owner of your Century 21 Limitless. Tell me about that and like, you know, starting that and getting all that kicked off. So that started 2020. We've been in business for about three years now, August, 2020. So three years in business. We've got 250 agents. Um, there was a fast migration towards our uh, bringing agents aboard. And I think there was a lot of hype and a lot of hysteria on the move. And a lot of people were excited in our localized market. Um, so it's it's been a blessing to be able to give back to some of the folks that at the end of the day, um, these are the same folks that at the end of the day, you know, were competitors. Now they're allies. So I think that's the beauty of it was that that fundamental change from someone being, you know, hey, how do I compete with this guy to now how do I work with this guy under, you know, the same branch? And I think that's the beauty of it. It's giving back. It's helping. It's coaching. It's teaching. It's mentoring. It's it's all of the above. Right. Tell me about, you know, the thought process, you know, and just going from, you know, achieving that top agent status to then, you know, starting your own business and starting your own um, brokerage, you know, what was it that was that kind of like the, you achieved the the first goal and now it's time to hit the next. Yeah. So I, I think it was what's next. It was, it was more of a what's next complex. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, great. You got through that. You got there. Goal number one's completed, but what's next. Do you want to be the guy that continues to hump the ground and, and really be the number one person year in and year out, but you've already proved that. So why do you keep doing that? So it's like, how can you perform at a high level? How can you run multiple successful businesses? And how can you generate income that puts you in a position where you could be financially free for the rest of your life? And I think that ultimately is the ecosystem of the goals that I try to set for myself. Yeah, absolutely. When you were, um, you know, putting this team together and starting to recruit people, obviously, you know, uh, locally your name and just you know the success you're having has to be something that's drawing people but what were you specifically looking for in people to join your team so the way we're set up is not truly as a team it's set up as a brokerage and we were just mm -hmm. looking for good people that wanted to grow that wanted to sustain or better their business or wanted to have a place that felt like home and i think it's that place that felt like home that allowed us to provide, you know, opportunity for people that otherwise they would have never came. So I think it's, you know, we're a real estate brokerage run by a real estate agent. 
and a real estate agent that participates actively in the market and understands what's going on day in and day out. Not many agencies can say that. A lot of them have brokers that haven't sold a house in 10, 15, 20 years. You're getting a broker that sells every single day, can answer your questions, give you real-time analysis and understanding of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. The you know that so many of the times when I talk to people that they are either you know are uh, one of those people that aren't necessarily out in the field every day or uh, working you know for somebody like that. Uh, one of the things that I've seen that you know some of your videos and things is that you've described your brokerage as flexible and adaptable. What does that mean to you? Whether you're a first-time agent that's never sold a property. You're an experienced agent that's top 50 in the state. You're a team that's looking to grow and add buyer agents and listing agents, or you're an agent that does part-time that's just looking to kind of hang their license somewhere. We have the flexibility and adaptability for you to be comfortable and for you to be happy. And there's not a question, there's not a comment, there's not a concern that I can't help you with or have someone on my staff help give you an answer for. Right. When it comes to, um, you know, the actual, you know, training and those answering those questions and even just the the different ways that people do business, um, how open are you to having people, you know, bring in their own ideas and, and do what it takes to get them? We have a 1000% open door policy. Our open door policy is is truly what it's defined to be. You have an idea, bring it forward. You have a complaint, bring it forward. You have a concern, bring it forward. You have an accolade you'd like to talk about, bring it forward. We are fully adaptable to what our agents are looking for, and we want to provide everything that they could ever want in a brokerage. We call it a one-stop shop. We want to be that one-stop shop for any agent. Yeah. Kind of switching gears a little bit um, over to your, you know, your digital marketing and the video production you do. I mean, there's all, you do a ton of stuff and it looks amazing. I was, you know, really kind of diving through uh, your YouTube pages and your Instagram pages, everything the last few days. And I really love the way everything looks. Uh, Tell me about what it, what got you interested in starting to put yourself out there, you know, in the digital space? I think it's a necessity in the current marketplace. And if you want to build a brand and you want to be known as top of mind in your space, you've got to have notoriety. You've got to have visibility. You can't be the secret agent. You've got to be someone that everyone can relate to. They can understand. They can, And you somewhat acquiesce to what's going on out there for all the other agents. And I think the beauty of what we're trying to do is present an image of someone that can be relatable, um, someone that has knowledge, someone that's credible someone that understands the ins and outs of a real estate transaction and can take it from a position of where do I start to awesome. We finished, you know, and I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I said, you know, in, um, the, uh, the, the one, um, trying to think of the name of it right now. Uh, there's the, the series where you're kind of, you're out in the field and I feel like real in the field. Yeah. Real in the field. Yeah. And that, um, that series, you really do kind of, as a viewer, you kind of get that fly on the wall that you're in, you know, the room with you as you're talking with the the contractor. What was it that, you know, kind of developing that series? What, what were you looking for there? I think we're always doing trial and error. And I think the biggest thing that I want to provide to the general public is I want to add value. And I want to add value in a way that gives you something from my content 
versus just producing content to produce content. Let's figure out a way to add value, right? And add some value that people are going to be, that people are going to be really interested. And I think that's the beauty of kind of where this thing goes is that we're always looking to change. We're always looking to, um, we're always looking to participate in kind of like the new, you know, whatever's new or whatever's hip or whatever's going on. And I think the, the value add that we can bring to the table from, um, ultimately the social media and the content and we're real in the field, we give you uh, ins and outs of what is actually taking place when we do an inspection or we go through as an investor and so on and so forth. Right. With, uh, with that series in particular, you know, you obviously have the contractors and, and some of your, you know, the people you're working with vendor wise, what is that, uh, you know, how has that been getting them on camera? And then also what has it done to kind of, you know, just build that relationship and build that authority for both parties that are involved? I think it gives them visibility. It gives them credibility and it allows people to understand, Hey, they partner with someone who really understands the real estate game. So it, it gives a certain level of viability to what they do. Um, and it's been a really good relationship and it's really helped. Um, it's really helped my business grow. It's helped their business grow. And I think there's a lot of value for me. It's like almost practice. Um, I see myself getting on a much bigger stage at some point. And I see this being a situation where I can help the masses and really provide value to other real estate agents that are looking to grow their business. Um, so I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, just in your videos, I mean, just in the, the ones, I mean, I, I personally learned you know, different things about the homes in your area and, and things like that. And, you know, as a, if I were, you know, looking for a home, you know, having that, um, you know, that level of education and really kind of, you know, being able to explain things, you know, to the home buyer, it's almost as if they were standing right there in that room, I think is really valuable. Yeah, no, I think that's why we, um, we kind of went that route. And I think the other thing is you have to stay consistent, but also adapt to, different ideas, different theology, different thought process. And I think that's what we're looking to do is to grow in a way where we don't just provide the same content over and over and it becomes monotonous and boring. We mix it up. So we, we actually met a week or so ago and talked about how can we mix it up and add some different value. Right. Absolutely. And you, you obviously you have the, uh, you know, more of the, the market trends type videos you're right. doing as well. And, uh, you know, uh, how have you seen, you know, those videos work for you? And then also, you know, just kind of adapt as everybody else is starting to, you know, as video is becoming such a major part of uh, the industry. I, I think they're a necessity. I don't think that it's something that's necessarily translated into a Boku amount of business, but I think it's a necessity for someone that wants to stay top, top of the game. If you're not yeah. producing videos, if you're not producing at that level, you know, I think you're going to be left behind. And I think more and more agents are either going to get with it or get lost. And unfortunately, you know, if you want to be a high producer, you have to get with it. And I think it's uncomfortable and it's not a fun place to be because no one likes how they sound or look or feel. But, you know, you got to just go with it. And if this business means that much to you, then you've got to make that sacrifice and that uncomfortability that you can have. You've got to make sure that you get there. What are, you know, so for uh, somebody that says, you know, I've, I'm, so afraid of being on camera. It makes me lock up and I'm so nervous. And I'm sure you probably, you know, work with agents that, you know, that you're trying to coach and get on camera. What are some of those things that you're, uh, that you teach or, you, you know, give advice for to get comfortable? You have to get out of your comfort zone. And the only way to do it is to start now. 
if you don't ever do it, you're always going to say what if. And and I think the trainer, Glover, the trainer for whatever his name, Grover, Grover, whatever his name is, Jordan's trainer, says it all the time, that if you think the price to pay for success is, is real, the price to pay for regret is even realer and something to that nature. And I think the regret you would have from not doing it is a bigger regret than the sacrifice you're going to have to make from doing it. So I think it's a function of just getting out there and doing it. Just be a doer. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in today's world uh, that, you know, client relationship and just that, um, you know, interacting with your sphere of influence, there's only so much time in the day and doing videos like that gets you out to such a a broader audience. And, you know, you can connect with so many more people at a a given time. Well, it, it, it really, what it does is it it says, okay, real estate one-on-one is to contact as many people as you can to stay top of mind. Well, this is the way to the best possible, easiest, most efficient way to stop, stay top of mind. There's nothing more, nothing less. I mean, this is the easiest way to stay top of mind. Yeah. So when you are uh, bringing in new leads and things like that, what are what are some of your, uh, you know, outside of the videos, what are some of the things that you're doing to stay connected and uh, stay top of mind with these leads? You know, so it's it's still paying for leads. It's still paying for performance. Uh, it's paying for paying to play. Um, it's going to open houses. It's networking. Uh, it's staying in front of my business networking group. It's staying in front of past clients. It's email marketing. It's social media. It's text blasting. It's wholesaling. It's everything possible to stay in front of people to make your name a household name. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, what you mentioned there, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, still paying for leads, but then you also talked about all the different things to do once you get that lead to stay in front right. of them. And I think that is such a big thing. You know, I, I hear people talking all about, you know, oh, you know, I've wasted so much time on paying for these leads, but it's, what did you do with that contact information? With that contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, you know, what is some of your uh, biggest advice for agents that maybe do have that, you know, mindset of, I've, you know, I've paid for all these leads and I, maybe I'm not getting a, a return right away and, you know, to keep, keep that ball moving. I think there's now leads and I think there's, there's leads, uh, there's future leads and there's present leads. And I think you've got to understand what are you going to like, what kind of leads are you paying for and what does that turn into? And I think at the end of the day, um, understanding that every lead is not a now buyer or a now seller, and you have to kind of manifest that into a transaction down the road from, from nurturing it is the biggest thing. And if you build a big enough database, then over time, it just starts to permeate into real leads. Right. As you were, you know, you know, building this, this business that you have, and I I have to imagine the, the amount of leads that you have is huge. So what, what is the, you know, how big of a, um, I guess, you know, putting different processes and systems to making sure that you know that this is a now lead verse. This is somebody that is going to be more on a drip campaign. This is somebody that I'm going to check in with every couple of months or so, you know, how vital is that to having sustained success? It's, it's the most, the most vital thing to sustain success is consistency with leads, follow up, dripping on them, understanding the value of, of, 
you think about Walmart and Target and some of these big major corporations, they pay for what's called big data. And data is just phone numbers, email addresses, and names. And I think that's a function of if we have that same data, how can we monetize that? And I think you have to run your business as if you're a Walmart, Target, CVS, whatever, and monetize the data you have. And I think there's a blueprint to success, but a lot of us don't want to take, don't want to take that path because it's hard. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work. And, you know, I can coach people up to be the greatest real estate agent in the world. I'll tell you exactly what to do, how to get there. But you've got to be willing to put the time. And I put 16 hours a day and seven days a week. I used to work like a dog. I still do. But my way of life and my my ability to improve my personal life, to improve my professional life has been the big change. That's the game changer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, talking about the, you know, you, your motivations and your, your growth, you know, over your business. Um, a lot of your followers, we, you know, we've seen, on, you know, in your videos and that, you know, you even, you mentioned Michael Jordan's trainer. So I've seen, you know, a lot of your videos have, you know, those motivational messages and things right. like that. What, um, you know, what are some of the, the tips and advice that you can give people to start, you know, changing their own mindset like that and having that, you know, that hustle mindset and, you have to live like you could die tomorrow. You have to live like you don't got another chance. Like you're never going to be 35, 42, 55, 27 years old ever again. And if you don't seize that opportunity, when you're 85, when you're 95, when you're 105, you're going to live with a bunch of what ifs. And if you can't, if you are okay with living with those what ifs, then continue to do what you're doing now. If you're not, we've got a mindset mindset shift you into a position where you start to get that killer mamba mentality. And I think it's that mamba mentality that allows folks um, to be in a position to want to achieve greatness, to want to be at a super high level, and to really ultimately want to get to a position where they are king of the kingdom. They are queen of the castle. They are whatever that looks like. And that's what it comes down to. How bad do you want it? How, how much are you willing to sacrifice? And what's your driver? What's your why? Yeah, absolutely. When, you know, you, for you specifically, was that something, was that drive something you always had? Or was that, you know? I had it, I, I've always been an athlete. <clears throat> So I think that athletic background is just in me. So like, I don't relate to people that don't have it. I can't be around it. I don't want to be around it. I don't want it next to me. I don't want it to wear it. So like, that's just how I'm built. It's just how I operate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I definitely, I picked up on the, uh, the athlete, you know, with the, the Mamba references, the Kobe Bryant, you know, that's, <laughs> if you, it's one of those things, if you know, if you know what if those you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that everybody that I've talked to that has had a, uh, an athletic background, the drive and the understanding, you know, it's, you know, every athlete will tell you and it's the game portion of it and the actual, you know, the, the glory of it is such a small portion of their, their day to day or their career. You know, it's all that practice and all that training uh-huh. you go through. Um, so I think having that experience, uh, for yourself, you know, y- you understand, you know, the grind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole, I mean, it's, it's the same grind, just it's a transferable skill 
just in a different a different arena. So instead of playing in a gym, which you're just playing in the office, just playing a different game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we wrap up, um, I want to ask you, you know, looking back on your career, what do you think the number one thing is that flipped the switch and got you to the success that you're at today? So what got me here won't get me there. What I mean by that is what got me to this position is not going to get me to where I want to go. Um, I think the switch flipped when I, when I made a bet on myself and I said, I don't need a fixed income. I don't need a job. I need to go be the best version of me. And I think when I said that to myself and I, I carried that forward, it changed the game. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, I said, you know, before we wrap up, but you mentioned it here again, where you're going and you, you mentioned about, you know, you have these, these much, you know, these aspirations, these vision for yourself. What, what are your future goals? I have um, what I call C-level goals. And C-level goals are goals that you, I don't know if you're familiar with that term or not, um, but basically my goal is to be a billionaire with a B. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I just know I'm going to get there. Um, I'm going to get there by serving and helping a ton of people. I'm going to get there by providing value to a ton of people. And I'm going to leave this earth a better place uh, around what I'm doing than when I was in it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell me uh, where people can find more of your, you know, your you can find me on social media. You just put my name in there. I don't really know how to do it, but if you put my <laughs> name in there, you put the SIBA team in there, all the stuff comes up, YouTube everywhere, whatever you want to do. Uh, hopefully your viewers find this interesting and, and hopefully it's, it's something that they could take and, and run with, but find me on there message me and I'm rocking and rolling. Awesome. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. All right, brother. Thank you so much. I really want to thank Kyle for joining us today. It's always inspiring to see someone setting goals like Kyle and grinding to achieve them. Remember, if you're interested in seeing more, I've included links to his Instagram and YouTube pages in the episode description. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or tips to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.